welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Brooklyn View Photography, and I'm so excited to have you guys here. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. So I'm super excited for this week's episode because we're chatting with Michelle Loretta from Sage Wedding Pros. We talk about how to create a business plan and why you guys actually need a business plan in your business. It's a really great episode. Michelle gives a lot of great tips, uh, very tangible advice, and I know you guys are going to fall in love with her. So a little bit about Michelle is that she is a business consultant for and financial strategist for wedding and event professionals. Sage Wedding Pros produces a next level summit, the Sage Conference. And I know you guys are going to really like this episode. So a few um, housekeeping things before we begin. I'm excited to let you guys know that you can now book a one-on-one coaching call with me. Yay. It's very exciting. Um, What I do in these calls is that I find your pain points. I ask you your concerns, what you're struggling with. And once I get that information back, I will create an in-depth detailed action plan that we're going to work on together during your call and the months afterwards and I'm going to help you move forward in your business. So it's been going really well. My students are already seeing progress and I can't wait to work with you guys. So there are limited sessions each month and you can visit twithjanae.com to find out more. Also, if you like today's episode, I would love, love, love for you to leave us a review on whichever platform you're listening on. So this will help new listeners find us, and we'd really appreciate your kind words. So just take a minute after the show and let us know what you think. Also, be sure to visit www.twithjanae.com to read our latest blog post, join our newsletter, and our super fun Facebook group. Can't wait to see you guys over there. So let's get to the show. Grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so happy that you guys are here. We have a great guest today. We have Michelle on the line. Can you say hi? Hello. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to talk to you. Me too. So um, let's introduce you to everybody listening. Uh, tell everybody a little bit a little bit about you, your company, and how you started your business. So um, I'm Michelle Loretta, and I am the owner of Sage Wedding Pros. For 10 years, we have been providing business strategy for the wedding and events industries. And um, oh my gosh, it's been such a circuitous path to get here. But um, my background is in accounting and finance. That's what I launched my career and that's what I studied college. And that's what I first worked in when I got out of college. Um, after that, I worked in a few different jobs doing sales and marketing. And in 2004, I joined the wedding industry with a wedding invitation business. Um, and then in 2009 is when I started Sage Wedding Pros. So Sage Wedding Pros initially started as a business blog for the wedding industry. Um, giving advice on, you know, how to create a marketing strategy, how to create a financial plan, those sorts of things. And in fact, one of the very first 
things that we became known for was a series that we did back in 2009 called the 13th Step Business Plan. And it evolved into a lot of curriculum and material and education about business planning. So I like to say that we are one of the first people in the, or one of the first companies in this industry talking about business planning and why it's important and how to do it and how to create a strategy and why you need one. So um, that's how I got here. <laughs> that's that's amazing. Yeah. So, so you had an invitation company, which is so cool. I love paper. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's how I, that's how I ended up with a stationary business. It was out of a love for paper. I had no, no background in design or anything like that, which was kind of crazy at the time, but I figured it out and um, found my market. I was in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. And, um, and I, yeah, I loved having a stationary business, but I love uh, working on the business side more than the creative side. That's kind of what I've learned in the last 15 years of being in this industry. Yeah, that's amazing. So 2009, you started Sage Wedding Pros. Mm -hmm. And then when did you, is that full time now? Like when did you get rid of the? Yeah. Oh, that's such a good question. So, um, it didn't happen overnight. I, you know, at that, I, I started the blog because I wanted to network with people nationwide and, um, get more exposure from a stationary company at the time. And that was the initial intent. I wasn't really thinking that I would, that I would start a consulting business by any stretch. Um, but because I was educating people so deeply on business planning and creating business strategies, um, over time, people started knowing me more for that. I'd say at 2011 is probably when Sage Wedding Post was my full-time focus and it became a business of its own. Um, and I was taking less and less invitation clients at that point. Yeah. Cool. That's yeah. awesome. You know, you know, you can listen to your audience, your market, what they want. So that's yeah, really great. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and this was the thing, there was such a big need at that point, 2011, um, you know, my, my strong suit is the financial side of, of the business. And, you know, it's, it's not easy to make a living in this industry. And so people really wanted to learn more about how to be more profitable, how to make more money, how to take a look at your margins, um, how to increase your profits and those sorts of things. And, you know, with my background in finance, I was able to fill a need that wasn't being met at that time for sure. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I know when I, I started Brooklyn View Photography, I was like, okay, I have a camera, I have a vision, I'm going to do it. And then you quickly find out that it's really 10% shooting and 90% business. Oh, and you, yes. re <laughs> you really have to, you, you get thrown in, it's like you have so to learn hard. all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always say, you know, people, people start these businesses out of a necessity to, to work in a creative and an artistic field, because it's not like there's a huge job market for, you know, wedding photographers or event photographers that you can go work for another organization. So people are forced to start their own businesses. And, you know, some people quickly find out that that's, it's difficult. Like that's not, that's not, that's not what I signed up for in a lot of cases. Right. Um, yeah. I want to do the artistic side. I want to do the creative side and I'm not as interested in the business side, but ultimately if you're selling yourself as a photographer or a wedding professional, you know, that's, you, you have to, you have to know the business side, you know, that becomes the primary focus, whether you like it or not. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. And there, what do they always say? You know, and most small businesses will fail in the first five years. Yes. And I truly believe that if you don't, pick up the business side of things, yes. you're going to be a part of that statistic. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. 
Yeah. This is why I'm really excited to have you on the show because we're going to talk about a business plan and we're going to help our listeners and our audience sort of get more information about that and get them going on the right path if they don't have one. So I'm super pumped that you're here. Thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited to talk about this. This is my favorite yeah. thing too. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So let's talk about what is a business plan and, and why should we have yeah. one? So um, a business plan is essentially a strategy guide that you write for your business. And the idea is that you're, you want to cover all aspects of your business in this guide, in this plan, um, in a traditional sense. So I'll talk about like, you know, what you might see on the corporate side. And then I'm going to talk about realistically what I like to coach people through, um, when writing a business plan. So a traditional business plan is a very formal, boring document where you're covering, uh, you know, marketing strategy, operational structure and financial strategy for your business. So, when I'm teaching business planning, you're still going to have that structure. So I call it the four foundations, the vision of your company, which is your core philosophy, your marketing strategy, operational structure, and your financial plan. Those are the four components. The way that I teach it is I want to, I want you to make something that's relatable for your business that you're going to use. So nobody needs this like old fuddy duddy format where you're writing something 30 pages long in a really formal business language, because ultimately like you're the business owner, you need to use this. It's not like you're sending these, you know, plans or reports around to like, you know, staff of executives, or you're likely not getting financing from a bank or anything like that. And, and even that has changed, you know, the structure that an investor might, might take a look at. They're not looking at this traditional structure. So I want you to be thinking about these four components and how to make them relatable and how to make them actionable items for you, whether that includes like lists of, you know, bullet points. And, you know, these are the ways that I'm going to promote my business or, you know, market my business in 2019, 2020. Um, and these are my sales goals. These are my financial goals. Like put these goals in, you know, actionable steps that are relatable to you and make it a document that is exciting to you that you can refer back to. So in a nutshell, business plan is a strategy guide covering four components of your business. It should give you clarity on your business. It should give you control on a lot of aspects that you feel out of control on. So a lot of business owners I talk to say that they feel just overwhelmed by a lot of the business pieces. Um, and it's an opportunity to basically feel control to get all of those loose ends, put them all in one place. And it should be a guide that allows you to um, know how to take risks with intention, how to make decisions um, with some thought behind it, as opposed to, I mean, what a lot of us do is, you know, we're kind of operating blindly with our businesses. Right. Yeah. So I like that. I like what you said, risks with intention. That's yeah. like really, that's such a good uh, thought process and a good term because you, you know, you want to make calculated risks, you know, yes. sometimes they all don't, they don't work out, but hopefully the ones that you make will. Yeah. Oh, and you know, what are, what are the biggest risks that we take on as business owners? A lot of them are financial. Like those are the things that make us sweat at night. And, you know, if I invest, you know, $10,000 in a new piece of equipment, a, can I afford it? B, what does that do for my business over the long term, right? So if you're going to make a big investment like that, you want to be able to sit down and say, okay, I'm making an investment. What is it that I expect? What is the return or what is the benefit that I'm going to get from this investment? Um, 
I think when we force ourselves to look at risks in that way, um, it's, it's practical. It's kind of boring really at the end of the day, but, but, but <laughs> it's just, you're, you're going into it with a lot more intention. I think sometimes we take on those big decisions and we kind of make them out of ego a little bit. Like we think we need the next piece of equipment because, you know, so-and-so our competitor just bought this new lens or whatever. Um, and you know, we feel like this need to kind of keep up with the Joneses. Um, and we're not necessarily always taking a step back and saying, okay, is this really going to add to my bottom line? Does this change the quality of my images? Does this give me something marketable to be able to say, you know, I'm the only one that shoots this style of photography because I have this new piece of equipment or, um, you know, just, does it become a unique selling point? Right. And if it does, like, what is the, the dollar value that it increases your sales, right? So you make a $10,000 investment. I would expect to see over a period of time that you're, you know, making that back and then some, right? Like we just don't want, we don't want to just break even on our, our, on our investment. So, yeah. um, and you can take that with like every decision you have in your business, right? It could be taking on a staff person, a part-time assistant or, you know, working with um, outsourcing some of your editing or investing in a new website. Um, you know, with a new website, it, that's a marketing decision, right? So you're going to go back to your marketing strategy, um, but it has financial components, right? Like it has an expense budget line item to invest in that website. Um, but then I also want to see a return in sales, right? So if you invest $10,000 in a website, what is the dollar value in sales that you expect your sales to increase? Um, so, you know, sometimes you have, you make that decision out of a necessity. If you haven't had a website, website, web update in a long time, you have to make that investment regardless. Um, but sometimes you really want to question like, is this an, is this a decision I'm making out of ego or is there actually a payoff, um, to this? And, and the business plan is going to force you to like sit back and get real, <laughs> get real with yeah. your business and, and yeah. yeah, take those risks with intention and not walk around blindly in your business. Yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree. And I feel like you're making me think like, I know I have to buy new cameras at the end of the year. Right? That's part of, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's part of my business plan. My, my part of my plan is like every four or five years I get an upgrade and it's yeah. because the technology is better and the cameras are lighter and it's, you know, my workflow is easier. So for me, that's part of my plan, Yes, which, you know, and like, you know, I think it's also looking at it as like an investment versus a, a like um, debt. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, you know, yeah. you're yeah. going to make it back. So, yeah. yeah. It's, well, yeah. and like, it's so great because you just said every four or five years I invest in, you know, a new camera. Like, you know that, right? You've, you've figured that out. You've kind of figured that's your timeline and you're already thinking forward to when you need to do that. A lot of people um, without being, you know, make that decision without a strategy behind it, right? Like they haven't sat down to think of like, what is my timeline behind those big investments? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've stopped keeping up with the Joneses a long oh, time ago. <laughs> so good. So good. But, you, but it's I was by... to get sucked into in your first several years of business. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that's I mean, such a good point because when I first started, I was buying a tilt shift. Oh, I was yeah. buying the Zoom. I was yeah. doing this. And, you know, for me, that's, that's not my style. Yeah. Like I was selling all of this stuff soon after because I realized, you know what? I don't like this. Like this is right. not me and my client doesn't want that. So 
I really like this. So, so how would you go about creating your own business plan? Yeah. So, okay. So business plan, like I said, it's got the four components, um, your vision for your company, which is typically your core philosophy, your marketing strategy, your operational plan, and your financial strategy. So at the very basic level, if you want to do this for yourself, write down those four pieces, those four components, and just start thinking through each one of those pieces. Now, this takes time. I would say you definitely want to commit an hour a week for a few months of time um, to do that. Um, but, you know, take, take a small bite at a time. It's not going to happen overnight. But as long as you're going through each one of these four pieces and thinking about, you know, what are, what are my core values? What are my core philosophies? What are the things I want to be known for? Um, marketing strategy is made up of you know, what are the opportunities in your market? How do you stand out? How are you different? Um, how are you um, branded? How are you, um, you know, what are your differences? What is, um, what is your pricing? What is it that you're selling? Um, how are you structured? What are your sales goals? And then, you know, what is your marketing plan? How do you, how are you plan to promote? How do you prom uh, plan to communicate what it is that you do that's different to everybody? With operations, it really depends on the business, but do you have staff? Do you have a physical location? Um, do you have product? Um, if you do have product, you know, what is, what is the distribution of that product look like? And then your finances, you're taking a look at your financial history and you're creating a financial plan looking forward. So that's how to write a business plan explanation, like 15 seconds, which is like <laughs> impossible. Like it's, it's a lot beefier than that. Um, right. we do have a quick and easy business plan that's free on our website. Um, and I know you can, you said you were going to, um, link it, but I'm, I'll say it right here as well. Um, sageweddingpros.com slash toolbox. So you can find it there. And, um, and Janae said she'd link it in the show notes. Um, that's a great place to start is go through that quick and easy business plan again, because it's quick and easy. It's a one sheet. You can get a lot more complicated with business planning, but why complicate things? Um, start yeah. there and um, yeah, just carve out time little by little right now. You know, if you're in the middle of your busy season, depending on where you are in the country, probably not a good time to dig into it. But when you get into your slower season, that's a perfect time to kind of dip into some of these, um, strategy tools. Yeah, no, I love that. And I'll definitely link everything. That's so great that you have a toolkit and a guide for people listening. That's like so thoughtful. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's such a good resource. Yeah. So, so let, so you talked about, you mentioned a bunch of stuff and I'm like, okay, now I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. Like, <laughs> yes. like should, um, can you ask for help? Like who should you ask for help? Yeah. So, oh, there's, so there's a lot of different ways you can go about doing this. Um, when I wrote my business plan for my stationary business, like 15 years ago, I found a friend in the industry and we decided we were going to be business plan buddies and we would get together once a week and work on our business plans together. And it was just a really great way to spend a couple hours together having coffee. And we were, we kept ourselves accountable to that meeting. And a lot of times we would just sit there and independently type. Um, but every now and then we'd, we'd look up and we'd say, hey, you know what, uh, Kelly, I have a question for you. What do you think of this? Do you think that I have 
you know, more of a competitive advantage doing this or this, or have you ever tried to advertise here? Like, what have your results been? So it's a really great way to brainstorm ideas as we were independently writing our plans. But at the end of the day, it was like that two hour weekly coffee commitment to sit down with each other was amazing. And, um, and so, yeah, if you can find a, an accountability buddy, you're like a business plan buddy in your market, somebody that you're good friends with, that's the first thing step that I encourage you to do. Um, you can work with a coach. I coach people through business plans as well. If you're not somebody that wants, that is going to necessarily work on your own and you do need somebody to bounce ideas off of, it's very helpful to work with somebody that has been doing this for a while and can guide you. Um, I think the benefit of working with me or another coach is that that person's going to challenge you on your assumptions. A lot of times you say, you'll say, you know, going back to that investment question when we were talking about like, I need this gear and I think this is going to like revolutionize my business. That person can go right. back and say like, well, why? Like, why do you need that? And, and then you both drill down together and you find out, oh, I'm keeping up with the Joneses. Like, I don't need this. Like, that's not me. Like what makes right. me special is over here. Um, so sometimes that person that is guiding you, that coach or that consultant can kind of question some of your assumptions and, and bring you to a place and they identify at, um, aspects of your business you may not even see. So I think those are two great ways um, to ask for help or to get help. Um, I'll, I'll share a third resource too. And I know that this has been a little hit or miss for people that um, I've worked with and that I've talked to. Um, the Small Business Administration in the United States has SCORE counselors. So SCORE counselors are typically retired entrepreneurs who are there really to help and mentor other business owners. It's typically a free service that SBA offers. Um, and what happens is you go online to the SBA website. I think it's sba.gov. And um, you go to their score uh, section on their website and you request a mentor and you say, this is what I'm looking for. This is the industry that I'm in. And I have a specific need for somebody to guide me through these questions that I have. Um, so it could be something like writing a business plan or I have specific questions about my marketing strategy and I'm a photographer. Um, they will pair you with somebody. And, um, and so what I've seen and heard is that it's hit or miss. I've, I've seen people really benefit. Um, I know people that, you know, I want to invest in a piece of property for my business and not be renting a studio anymore. And I need to talk to somebody who's done that. And they've benefited from that guidance. And then there have been people like, they just didn't get matched with the right mentor and they weren't guided in the way that they were seeking um, to be guided. So that's another really great resource for people who are looking for help. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I didn't even know yeah, about yeah. that. That's great. That's Well, and obviously you want to get matched with the right person. Yes, so exactly. you have like, you can't swipe right on that. Yeah, it's yeah, too bad. Exactly. No, you can't. And it's typically a pretty short-term relationship. Like you may only talk or I think you can email with them too. You may only talk or email with them like once or twice or do a phone call. So, but it's really great when you, when you have that, like, I need to pick somebody's brain, right? Like that pick yeah. your brain phone call. Um, it can be really helpful. So, and you know what, if it's only one phone call, it's an hour of your time and it's not a hit, you don't really lose anything. Right. Like at the very least you get a different perspective. Right. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And it's not a financial investment. Yeah, so it's just exactly. your, yeah, it's just your yeah. time. So hopefully, hopefully it's a good match. Yeah. 
So that's awesome. I love those tips. Those are really good. So how would someone who has created a business plan, you know, track, you know, themselves to see if they're making the right decisions? You know, how often would you recommend that they go back and sort of reevaluate what they said, you know, a few months ago? Yes. Oh, that's, that's a great question too. Okay. So, um, you want to, honestly, you need a strategy day. You need a monthly strategy day. Um, and at the very least you need a strategy half day. And so I always say like, take the first Monday or the first Tuesday of every single month and make that your strategy, make that the day that you're not available to clients. You're not doing any editing. Um, you can have an out of office on that day so that you're not being interrupted and spend the day looking at your business plan and circling back to specific pieces on in it. Now, on that strategy, that monthly strategy day, you're not rewriting your plan. You're just going back and you're keeping yourself accountable to some of the goals that you set in there. So you may have said like within your marketing strategy, networking is a really important part of my business. I want to increase my word of mouth um, exposure. And so I'm committed to attending two networking events every month um, at any of these 10 organizations sitting there and taking a look at those goals again is going to remind you it's like a trigger. It's a trigger to, to stay focused on your plan because a lot of times what happens is we get so busy taking care of our clients that we're not coming back to our strategy um, and, you know, rethinking and reexamining like what are the steps that we need to do to continue being successful in our business? So once a day or once a month strategy day at the minimum a half day, um, is just to, to use it as a trigger to review your marketing strategy, operational plan, and, and your financial plan. Like that may be a day that you have to update your QuickBooks um, right. and stay on task with that. Um, and then once a year, I, I think it's good to go in and like revise. It doesn't mean that you have to rewrite the business plan, but just to go back and say like, okay, a year ago I sat down and um, – I decided I was going to advertise an X, Y, and Z magazine. Um, and just to reflect, like, how is this decision to advertise here doing for me? Do I want to continue? Do I want to, you know, stop? Do I want to try something new? It's an opportunity to like revisit, replan, restructure, review, revise. Um, most, I usually recommend people do that in the fall, getting ready for the new year. So somewhere around November, put a little trigger on your calendar that you need to spend a few days looking at your business plan and creating your new strategy for the new year. Yeah. I love yeah. that. And I feel, I feel like, um, block scheduling is oh, such a great yes, tool. Yes. So like for myself, I block schedule my Instagram, my Pinterest and my newsletters. Okay. So I can just block schedule my business plan and put it on the calendar. So yeah. yeah. So it's such a great tip because I feel like if I know it's coming and I only have to do it once a month, like it's a lot less of a headache than to sit there like, Oh, I got to do it every oh, year, you know, every, so every week. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like making the time for your business is really important. So I love that. Yeah. Well, and a lot of times I, I think that if we're not, you know, doing blocking or batching or anything like that, um, we're, well, for one thing, we don't even, we don't always realize how long things take. Um, you know, when we're, when we're looking at our QuickBooks every single week, like, Oh, I got to do my QuickBooks. But the reality is if you sit with it for a couple hours every month, you're probably good. Right. It's that, right. It's that not knowing how long something's going to take that makes it seem worse than it actually is. 
Yeah. yeah. You just got to, you just have to schedule yeah. it and get it yeah. done. Totally. hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. So let's, so can you share, I mean, this has been really great and let's talk about like actionable steps for our listeners, like creating an easy and effective business plan. So the first step would be to go to your site and get your toolkit, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the easiest way. I'm not the, I didn't create business planning. You guys like business planning has been around for a long time. So, but you know, we've, we are known for just making it really simple, really easy. And if you do want to get that quick and easy business plan, it's on our website. Um, so that's, that's the first step you want to do. And then what you want to do is schedule one hour a week and um, to kind of bat it out. And I, I would say you probably need about anywhere from eight to 12 weeks. That sounds like a big commitment, but it's an hour a week. Like how much time are you wasting scrolling on Instagram as it is, right? Like everybody has an hour a week if they can really commit to something. So do a first thing in the morning before you get interrupted. Um, And so maybe it's, you know, the first hour, the first two hours of every Tuesday morning, um, don't even open your email, just sit down and, you know, start working through the pieces of, of the business plan. Feel free to jump around too. Like nobody says that you have to go in the order that's, that's laid out there. Um, and then I would say that, you know, the third step is to find an accountability partner with however that looks, if it's, if it's a buddy, it's, if it's a friend, if it's, you know, a parent or, you know, a relative that's not even in the industry, um, it may be a coworker from like a previous job. Who's just like a super cheerleader. This is the thing. A lot of times I think as business owners, we struggle finding mentors and we don't really realize that we have a lot of cheerleaders in our lives that we're not always leaning on. Um, and so think about like, who are those cheerleaders? Who is that person that like always likes your Facebook post when you post a new wedding or a new, you know, a new, you know, portrait um, of a cute family or something like that. They're like, that. they're your friend or an ex worker or something like that. That's like just cheering you on from the sidelines um, you know, shoot them an email and say like, Hey, you know what? I, I want to thank you for always cheering me on. I'm trying to write a business plan. Can you email me once a week to ask me how I'm doing? Like that right. person would probably be super stoked. I've done that for friends. I've done that for friends where like, I realized like, Oh, they're struggling with this career choice. It's not even in the wedding industry. They're not even business owners. They may have a day job. And I'm like, you know what? I can see you're struggling. I'm going to check in with you once a week for your email and just say like, Hey, How's it going with your resume? You know, like something like that, right? Find some sort of accountability. Find someone who's going to keep you focused on getting your business plan done. And then once you have it done, you want to schedule those monthly strategy days. I think you should have the monthly strategy days regardless. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's just awesome advice. I love this. Michelle, this has been so amazing. This is so good. It's so fun talking with you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. So I think everyone listening, re-listen, write everything down, reach out to Michelle and let's tell everybody, you know, how they can find out more about you, say hello online and get to know more about your services. Yeah. So you can find me at Sage, S-A-G-E, Sage as in wise, wedding pros, P-R-O-S as in professionals.com. And, um, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of that, it's the same, um, handle. So Sage wedding pros, all one word. And yeah, connect with me and say hello. I'm always happy to answer any quick questions you might have. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for being on the show. This has been fun.
that's it, you guys. I hope you enjoyed today's show. I want to give a huge shout out and a big thank you to Michelle for being here today. Thank you so much for taking the time and joining us. It was so much fun chatting. So you can visit Michelle and find out more about her company and services by going to www.sageweddingpros.com. You could visit her on Instagram at sageweddingpros. And I'm going to link all this information in the show notes. You guys can just go over there and click on the links. So thank you so much for being here and listening. And I can't wait to share our next cup of tea together. Bye, you guys. Thank you.